200 level episode 256 mike carpenter from the basement we'll get trevor on the horn directly a few technology issues but of course i'm keeping my cool with that Illinois is leading by 12 at halftime, which is very similar to the first matchup with Michigan State, though the primary difference, of course, is that this Illinois team has Kofi for the entire second half, and that was what really hurt Illinois down the stretch in that home game and allowed Michigan State to get back back into it. So I'm going to try to get Trevor here on the Zoom link and make sure that sounds good for everybody at home. Thank you to the Twitchers who are joining us for a brunch edition of the 200 level, which worked out great two weeks ago when it was the Indiana game, so we'll see what happens today. Uh, so far, so good, though. Jake Grandison is the story. Five three-pointers, including one prayer that he hit at the end of a shot clock, which was the biggest shot of the half. We are now underway. Grandison inbounds it to Trent Frazier. So let's get going. See if Illinois can extend this lead and withstand what is sure to be an initial rush from Michigan State, at least in terms of the energy that we'll see from Michigan State. This is Grandison taking it to the rim, up and good. All of a sudden, he's good in transition now, or I should say good taking it to the rim. Uh, it was not a transition basket, but a nice layup for Jacob Grandison. Illinois now up 14 with 19.30 to go. Okay, so Michigan State ball. This is going to be Christie taking it for an 18-footer. It is up and good. I'll give him that. No big deal. And it is back to a 12-point Illinois lead with 19.20 to go. I'm going to get Trevor on the horn. I hope this works. I'm, I'm basically speaking in filler right now, which I know is... Very compelling podcasting. This is Plummer over to Trent with 15 on the shot clock. Trent has done nothing so far. So I guess the good news is that you have done all this without contributions from him or DeMonte offensively. Here's Kofi. He has a one-on-one matchup. It is up and good. Very easy for Kofi on that. So it's 18.55 to go. Back to a 14-point lead for Illinois. All right, come on now. Sign in, zoom. I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. Trevor, can you hear me okay? Trevor, Trevor, can you hear me okay, bud? All right. I'm trying to get you on the Bluetooth here, and I'm having issues with that, so so be patient with me. And this is going to be an easy two. No, they call an offensive foul, it looks like, on Michigan. So I will get this going here, Trevor. This, is, this had all been working so beautifully until today. I'm trying to connect to the Kilburn. And I'll just pump you up volume-wise until then. All right, you want to talk again, Trevor? Let me see if I got you. That didn't work. Oh, hey, did we just get another three-pointer? All right, no, a long two there. So 40 to 24, 18, 20 to go. Uh, Plummer with eight points on 3-6 shooting. I have a couple more ideas here, Trevor. So I will get you going here. Right now, unfortunately, you're not mic'd up, but I think that I can make this work somehow. Uh, this is for actually the podcast to get you on on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right now, you're coming. The laptop audio is what I got right now. This is another two for Michigan State, so they get it back within 14 with 17:55 to go. But Illinois, so far offensively, looking really good here in this. Second half. Okay, this is Kofi again. Kofi up and no good. He's too strong on that. Kofi, while he does have the production today, some moments of frustration um, in that he's not finishing maybe the best that he could. That's an easy take there. Okay, you want to try again, Trevor? I think he might be good now, Trevor. Hey, hey. All right. The miracles of technology. Go ahead, Trevor. How are you doing today? You know, the way you just said that reminded me of that little tiny um, 
alien in the latest Star Wars movie who's fixing C-3PO. And he hey. goes, hey, hey. <laughs> I did the Babu Frick, huh? All right. This is Michigan oh, State with a chance to get it within nine if they make this, and they do. So just like that, Trevor, it was a 16-point lead, and now it's back down to nine. A very frustrating turn of events within the span of a minute. And this is one of those games, Trevor, where you know all that matters is you win by one. I think the energy has been good for Illinois. This is a plumber three. It is up and no good. But there are certain little things that pop up throughout the game, Trevor, and I want you to kind of elaborate on what parts are bothering you. Um, certain things that have popped up where you're thinking, God dang it. Like it's, it's still, even though we're playing well, there's tendencies that are frustrating. Yeah. And ironically, I think they pointed out on the broadcast too, this was almost the exact way that the first half played out um, in Champaign when these two met, I think Illinois was up 34, 20 at halftime there up 34, 22 at halftime here. So in my head, I'm going, there's probably going to be a run where Michigan state puts together, you know, a quick six, nothing burst. like, I don't think you're just going to, you know, take the second half and run with it and, and win by 18. Uh, uh, it'd be great, obviously, but I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'm not overly distressed about that. But yeah, I would say overall, effort has been very encouraging. I would also say that I am slightly saddened by the fact that I have to say the effort is encouraging on February, whatever, when we've already had this song and dance several times this year where like, uh, uh, uh box out unreasonably happy just because I'm like, Hey, they cared. And it's like, okay, well, I sure wish I didn't have to do that right now, but I'm not going to complain now that I'm seeing it. Um, I, we can talk about the Kofi thing. I don't really, he's so good, right? He is and he so gets good. eight and six yeah. in the first half. And it's like, I'm complaining about an eight, and six first half, but there still feels like there's moments where I, I don't know if it's just bringing the ball down and then getting it ripped away when he doesn't have to, but it just seems like there were still, like to me, that first half should have been fourteen and twelve, and it was eight and six. And I'm not like that's fine, right? World smallest violin for that, but it just feels like there were still points left on the table by him in that first half. Just some moments where it was like, ah, you know, he just gets the ball stripped away, or he just completely loses it, and it just I don't know. It, it's still five percent frustrating, while I recognize that it's ninety five percent impressive. Yeah, and Michigan State is a tough matchup for Illinois at the four spot, but they really shouldn't be at the five spot because Kofi, while the height advantage isn't there against Bingham, because I think Bingham is also seven feet tall, the size advantage is. So I I think that's the frustration, too, is that you did everything you did in that first game with BBV and Omar Payne, giving you essentially uh, not quite that production in the first half. But if you recall, I think those guys combined had like 14 points and eight rebounds in the first game. So yeah. they did their job at the five spot. We got a quick foul on Trent with 15.56 to go. So the first media timeout. I'm, I'm going to get back to that in just a second, Trevor, but want to hit up our first sponsor, DPDO online at dpdo.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. And if you're going to get delivery, please tip your delivery driver as well. It's still freezing cold outside, but you can get a piping hot calzone delivered right to your doorstep by going to dpdo.com. But yeah, I think that's exactly it, Trevor. Is with, with Kofi and the frustrations that I have with him sometimes, it's all based on the fact that he was a National Player of the Year candidate, and he's not playing like a National Player of the Year. And you would look by comparison to an Oscar Shibwe for Kentucky, and that's probably the best comparison you're going to get. Both of those guys, I think, were recruited heavily by Illinois coming out of high school. Shibwe goes West Virginia to Kentucky, and there's a consistency to Shibwe's game. And while it is a different kind of game and not as based on offense, I, I just get frustrated sometimes with... You know, I don't know if lackadaisical is the right word or not, and I, I don't want Kofi to get foul trouble, but defensively, he leaves you wanting sometimes, and then offensively, he, he seems to kind of have the slippery hands again. 
and and I had not seen that at the tail end of last year and the first part of this year, but as the Big Ten grind has worn on, he is getting his, but in a less efficient manner. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And I think it's a little bit of a realization of like, this is Kofi. And that's, again, like, that's fine. You know, if he's going to be the second best center in America, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I I think done are the days, I guess, of me thinking that he is going to make such market improvement on the parts of his game that he sometimes struggles with that it's going to be, you know, altering for him in terms of an NBA perspective. Like, you know, we got, we went into the year and I think he made what, like eight of his first 10 free throws. And everybody was like, Hey, I tell you what, if he shoots 85% this year, well, it's back down to 60, whatever. Like it, it is what it is, you know? And I know he's made like two ridiculous fall away 13 footers. He's also airballed too. So to me, I think it's just like understanding that Kofi is going to get you what he gets you. But at the same time, maybe I'm lowering the bar of like, I need him to dunk in somebody's face every possession and get you 25 and 20 a game, which is what Shibway is doing for Kentucky. And again, that's fine. I just need to make sure that that's the bar that I'm setting because if you're viewing him as the national player of the year, I would argue that lately you've been disappointed. Yeah, and he's he's not the national player of the year at the moment. Now that that can change, though. It's going to have to change, in and a that's hurry. okay. And that's okay. You're right. I mean, he's still first team All Big Ten. He's still, I think, the best center in the Big Ten. No offense to Hunter Dickinson, but he's the guy you're going to put there, and for good reason. Now the story today, though, is Jacob Grandison, Trevor, and he's been fantastic. You know, the funny thing about Jacob Grandison is that when he, it's just such a feast or famine kind of thing with him. And he doesn't have the sort of demeanor, which would make you think that he is a feast or famine kind of player. He doesn't, I should say that his personality seems to be the type that would lend himself to be more consistent on the court. And yet we're getting this almost erratic production, but when he is on, I mean, he's covering for Trent, who has been a non-factor offensively, and for DeMonte, who hasn't done anything for you offensively either. He is making up for that, and you're up 11 because of what he's doing. So, I, man, when he's good, he's so much fun to watch. He's, he's unlike any other player that I can think of in the Big Ten, and I, I think this heater can continue. There's 16 minutes to go. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a couple more threes today. Yeah, and I think that's a, a, an interesting point in terms of when he was being so consistently just perfectly, you know, mediocre in a good way. I mean, earlier in the year when it was just yeah. like every single game, he was getting you eight, eight, six, and four, and no one seemed to notice. And I was screaming like, this dude is rated 12 on Ken. Here in the country, 12. And so I just felt like, man, no one's noticing that every single night he's giving you this just consistently almost boring in a way production, right. which to your point also kind of matches his personality. And that's not an offense to him at all. It's just that it's good to have players like that. Um, so it, it's weird to see him of all people have this sort of roller coaster month where he's either hitting like five threes or none. And the defensive end has just been extremely disappointing lately from him. But again, to his credit today, it's better. So, I mean, I don't know the last time he had a good game, he said he just decided he was going to have a good game. So, I mean, we'll see how long this this streak continues. Hopefully, it's here to stay now again because, as you can see, when he's being an impact player, he's he's really good and impacts your team in a positive way. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would need his first shot to go in. 
That's the puzzling thing. Right. He's even Steven and all that. Now, we just had an interesting play. And by the way, Trent did not pick up a foul going in the media timeout. It was a kickball. So on this possession, Christie misses an 18-footer. And we got BBV blocking out. It is a uh, long board. I mean, he doesn't block out well. And then it looks, looks like he got a finger in his eye, something like that. I'm not sure. And then Michigan State gets a putback. Now, I texted you guys in the first half because you were both correct in that the offensive rebounding for Michigan State, that's been alarming, but they weren't converting. Well, they just did, and with this much time left, Trevor, that is something I'm going to really be eyeing in the second half. Like, if you can just clean up the defensive boards, Michigan State's not shooting at a high enough clip to overcome this, but if you do give them second-chance points, they got the athletes to do it. Yeah, Illinois' defense is good enough to stop Michigan State on most possessions because Illinois has, I believe, the highest-rated defense in the Big Ten or at least one of the top two or three. And Michigan State's offense is just not – I mean, they're not good. So you would think that that's a huge point to Illinois and that sort of tail of the tape or whatever. But, I, again, the problem with that is, you know, yes, you can stop them once effectively probably 70% of the time, but if you're going to give them a second offensive possession half the time too – there's no doubt you can still continue to stop them, but at a certain point, it's like, man, that you know, you, you know, no matter how good or bad the offense is, if you're going to give them twice as many chances as they should have, they're going to convert some of them. All right, 42 to 33, 15, 14 to go, and what happened on the offensive end just a second ago was Trent with a nice drive and dish to Curbelo for the three. I would have liked to have seen that reversed rolls where Trent could have been posting up in the corner for the three and instead Corbello misses another shot and then picks up his third foul. And now Kofi picks up his second foul by getting his hip on looks like marble. So that'll be the third foul for Illinois. And just like that, we're caught up and getting sloppy. Trevor, I, I said in the text thread, first one to 65 wins and I, I still hold to that. And I'm, I'm worried that knowing Michigan state, they can shoot and make their free throws. I don't want to get a free throw shooting contest with these guys. Yeah, I, I've had enough of Cabrillo threes. I don't doubt that he can make a certain <laughs> amount of them. But you got a I bunch just, of three-point shooters. He I, doesn't need to be the one shooting the three. The, that's the thing, right? Is even if he shoots thirty-three percent or whatever don't you want to say, like no possession with Grandison, Plummer, and Trent on the floor should ever end in Cabrillo taking a long three. Like it just doesn't ever need to happen. And uh, a disappointing performance from him today, which that's something else we can broach at some point. Is you know, I get hey, it. Yo, the Kofi. excuse, the, the the as Kofi gets a strong and one, you know, you get the ten practices, whatever. But okay, now we're like two and a half weeks here now since he's been fully back with Kofi too, and he's still done absolutely nothing for the most part. It's the kind of thing, Trevor, where I worry a little bit long term, and that's something we'll broach in the off season and beyond. I mean, you know, I think that you can go through this year and, and, and still have a, a second weekend of the tournament run if everybody else plays well and Curbelo does not. I think you can still do pretty well without that, but he is sort of the cornerstone going forward. Kofi makes the free throw, so back to a 12-point Illinois lead. But he's, he's kind of the cornerstone going forward, Trevor, where I think, okay, if there's going to be a smooth transition with these new guys coming in and as excited as I am to see some of these new faces, you still need some continuity and another missed three there for Michigan State, but an offensive rebound, and Malik Hall misses it, and Whoa. no foul. Holy crap, he's hurting right now, Trevor. I don't know if Coleman got a clean block or what. I think he might have just front-ended that dunk. Be there, Coleman. Ah, Kofi gets the board up and in. Yes. That's what I'm talking about from Kofi. I think Coleman just got a clean block on that guy trying to dunk it. Dude, if Malik Hall's hurt, that is a huge loss for Michigan State because he's, I think, their most dangerous offensive player. He is clutching. Oh, yeah, I agree. 
don't know if it's his left wrist or, okay, let's watch this replay. So he goes for it, and that's a clean block by Coleman, who has been great today, Trevor. Great play from Coleman there. That's like his third or fourth. And again, like I keep saying this when these role players like Grandison or Coleman are doing their thing, like we're not asking for much, you know, like Coleman just makes three or four, like sort of just not ticky tack in a bad way, but just, you know, little plays here or there, a block here, a good close out there. Like that's all we're asking from him. I don't need him to make six threes a game. I don't need him to score 15 a game. Like just these little things that you can do to where, you know, I'm, I'm so conditioned to expect nothing but a negative output from Coleman that, any modicum of you know positive little things here and there feel like a huge win, and that was another another good play by him. And then Kofi with like a really strong box out and tip in. That's what I'm talking about from him too. Yep. Okay, so there's a foul here. Gabe Brown kind of dribbled all over himself, and he got bailed out by what I thought was a weak call. I'm guessing on Trent for a reach in, but it's always frustrating when the opposing team they just flail around and they run into one of your guys, and then all of a sudden it's presumed that you fouled them. But anyways, it's Michigan State ball. 13.40 to go. They're down by 14. The shot is up, and it is good. Bunch of mid-range jumpers for Michigan State. Trevor not hitting the three particularly well today. Still a 12-point lead for Illinois after all this. Get to the under-12 timeout with this lead intact or expanded, I think, Trevor. I'm going to start playing that media timeout game. Yeah, I mean, fine. They can take as many mid-range twos as they want. All right, so off on Kofi, and he doesn't think so. I I wasn't entirely sure either. I don't know if we're going to get that replay. It looks like we might, actually. So Kofi with the ball, and, yeah, hard to say. I don't say. know. I have no idea. Yeah. 12-point <laughs> lead for Illinois with 13, 15 to go. My stream, Trevor, had a temporary, like, five-second blip, so I might be a little bit behind you. All right, so this is going to be— I got you. Uh, I can't tell. Is number two Hogard or Walker? And a foul um, on Plummer. That's Walker. The pick. That's Walker. That's Walker. There. Okay, so I, I hate. Go go ahead. Mm. I was just going to say that's an absolutely stupid foul. Yeah. You're late around the pick, and then the, you foul him. The 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 going over or under the screen, and then you're sort of behind the guy who's shooting, and you bump into him and foul him. I, I just stop hate that. that. Like it, I don't. First of all, being behind someone, I don't think. <laughs> I, I I don't play Division One basketball, but I don't think that's ever going to impact their shot. Like. If he's already getting a shot off and you bump him in the backside, like what is it? It doesn't do anything. If you're going to foul a shooter, foul him hard. That just don't give it. Give him the 16 footer. I don't care. <laughs> Let him shoot it. Even if he's good at it, I'll give him that instead of putting him at the line. But a chance for Walker to bring this back within 10, 13:05 to go. Okay, so I have been um, mentally mentally tracking Omar Payne entry time to foul time. Uh-oh. Uh the first one was 14 seconds, the 14. second one was 42 seconds, and here he comes. So let's see how quickly Omar Payne gets his third foul. Okay, it's the 1305 mark when he is officially checked in. So we will be monitoring this situation. <laughs> this is Plummer with the ball. He's been quiet from 3 today. This is Grandison who has not been quiet from 3. He's kicking out to Trent. Trent looking for something not there. Grandison looking for Omar Payne, nothing there. And this is going to be a turnover. And Michigan State with a chance to bring within eight or seven. This is going to be a, nope, pump fake on the three. This is Walker up and good. So it's an eight-point lead, and they're starting to get going a little bit. 12.35 to go. And yeah, I, I, I'm not, you know, Trevor, I mentally checked out enough on this team where I've been very casually observing today's game. Happy with what I've seen for the most part. But again, it's back to those things in a, okay, that will stay, stay with Illinois, thankfully. But there's been enough things where it's like, okay, this is why I'm still arm's length, you know? 
Oh, I, I, I totally get it. And I agree. And I think that it, it, this, this feels like you should be up 18 and you're up eight. And, and that's part of life on the road in a good big 10 opponents arena. So, you know, I, I, I get it, but I feel like they should be up more to put it simply. I don't know if they touched that ball off Grandison, but whatever. No, Plummer misses the three ball. badly, but a nice rebound and put back by Grandison. So that's huge to see him doing things like that. In a way, that's even more promising than all the threes that he's making. This is going to be Hauser taking it to the rim, and they call a foul on Grandison. The, the foul calls are getting just ridiculous right now. I, I need to watch this play, but to me, at first glance, Trevor, that's three. That's three on him. At, at first glance, yeah. I don't know how much contact was initiated there. He seemed to jump straight up, but maybe we'll get a replay on it. And you see how quickly we don't even get to play the Omar Payne game because they take take him out because they need <laughs> Kofi back in there. Yeah. Yeah, and and somehow Izzo still ends up complaining after his team gets <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, the fouls. I, I I personally the thing I like the least about fouls is when it changes mid game the landscape of what is a foul. Like I don't care. If, I mean, I do care, but I don't really care if we're going to call everything for the whole game, like Illinois, Michigan, or whatever. And I don't care if we're going to call nothing for the whole game. But just the idea that nothing in the first half is a foul. And then every little hip check suddenly with 11 minutes to go is a foul. That just really frustrates me. Izzo is just fast becoming. I I, I don't hate the guy. I don't really hate anybody. Even Fran McCaffrey, I, I like fun hate. But Izzo and all the accolades and praise that he gets to be there, Grant, it's a nice little entry pass to Kofi, be there, Kofi. That's beautiful. And one. So we get a little bit of a makeup call and Izzo quiet temporarily. There was a funny moment in the first half, Trevor. And that was a great response by Illinois, by the way. A yeah. funny moment in the first half where they come out of the first media timeout and Jay Williams is going on this diatribe about oh, all the Izzo haters. And I'm like, who? <laughs> who are the Izzo haters? I mean, maybe like us that have been around long enough to know that, you know, sometimes the emperor has no clothes in terms of like his morals and his ethics, as we found out with Izzo. But I, I just thought, what the hell are you talking about? And then just turns it into what the coach coach. It's like, Jesus Christ, Jay Williams. So it's. Moments like this where I'm all too happy to mute the TV and just talk about the game without the... I mean, it, listen, it'd be hard to call a game like this, Trevor, because I'm guessing you got to come up with narrative after narrative. That was just a weak moment, I thought, by Jay Williams. Yeah, and, and this is his first game that he's called all year. Someone said that on Twitter before the game. I don't he know could where. be doing worse then, if that is true. He's usually on game day. I don't know why he's here, but hey, if the swap is between him and Lafonso, I'll, I'll take oh. Jay Williams and his diatribes any day. But it does feel really forced, right? When one of those color guys says, and for all those people out there, the blippity blippity blip. And it's like, no one's saying that. Like, where is this thing coming from in your head that you have created? Like, you're getting on a soapbox that doesn't even need to be there. Like, I don't know what. I don't know what he was talking about. And then he went on another one about Gabe Brown dancing pregame. I don't care. I mean, Georgie danced pregame every game. You want to get mad at him? Go for it. Like, <laughs> I just don't care about. Oh, he was angry. At, he seemed to be getting fired up about. Was he angry at Gabe Brown for dancing before the game? He thought that was not what you should be doing? Yeah. After? Okay. There was like a pregame huddle, and everybody was in the huddle except for Gabe Brown, who was doing like grapevines up and down the court around the huddle which uh, admittedly that yeah that's a little strange but <laughs> he, it was a similar oh, <laughs> it was a similar soapbox where he's like listen kids if you want to talk about coming to the gym with energy and it's like dude shut calm down. up like, it was oh, so God. taken out of context so to your point though 
Izzo, I dislike, but very mildly. Right. I actually love Fran. Like, I legitimately love Fran McCaffrey because I know that something's going to get the best of him. He's going to blow his top, and something stupid's going to happen that's going to make me laugh. Like, I, I look forward to any game with Fran on the sideline because he's not, he's not, this sounds insulting. I don't mean it personally, but he's not like clever enough to, in, to, to anger me legitimately. It's always like fun anger with him. It's not calculated. He's that angry, and I love it. Right. You know, and, and, and we're getting the best of him at the moment, so it makes it all the more fun. Now, before we get uh, too far into this guy, hit the second sponsor, Fourth and Kirby, online at fourthandkirby.com. Get your lucky shirt, hooded sweatshirt, or crew neck sweatshirt in time for the stretch run of the basketball season online at fourthandkirby.com. Okay, so we have under 12 to go, I think 11.50 or so. Kofi's going to go with the line to put Illinois potentially back up 12, I think, or 11. Oh, we'll check the score when we get back. But regardless, that was a really nice counterpunch by Illinois. One thing I'm seeing, Trevor, and we talked more about this last year in a lot of those games that were just, you know, every possession counted and and we always did the whole, okay, do you counterpunch after they go on a little bit of a run? And you see Michigan State sto- sort of conjuring up a little bit of energy and, okay, it's on the road. It's starting to feel a little bit tight even though you're up 10 points. So it's possessions like that that are extra meaningful and, and give me more encouragement down the stretch that when you play these road games or a tough home game like Ohio State that you can be okay. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree that I think the um, the punch back, if that's what you want to call it, ability um, is something where when it's not going, it's really frustrating, and when it is going, it's really encouraging because I think the you know the part of the frustration for me with the Maryland ending and the Purdue second half, and obviously I mean Rutgers, you can't even call it a collapse because they were never in it, but just the degree to which it got out of hand was so jarring like like it went from five points to seemingly 15 in what felt like three minutes and it was just like how the hell did that happen Mm -hmm. so the ability to sort of ride out that wave or that storm of the home team going on a run I think is a really important um trait to have as we head down the stretch here well and that you're doing this and we saw the stat other than Grandison and Coburn you're five for 26 from the field Gabe Brown misses a two-pointer this is going to be another offensive board for Michigan State and that's very frustrating Trevor because if they if they convert here all the more frustrating let's see what happens on this possession then I'll get back to my point about Illinois shooting 10 seconds on the shot clock for Michigan State 11 15 on the game clock this is going to be I forget that guy's name, but this is going to be Gabe Brown taking it down to the basket, up and no good and no foul call, thankfully. So Illinois with the ball. But 5 for 26 for everybody else, Trevor. And what that tells me is, oh, come on, be there, Grandison. Be there. God dang, man. 13-point man. Illinois lead. He has 24 now on 6 of 9 three-point shooting. Now, the point I was going to make, Trevor, is actually a point of encouragement. 5 of 26 from everybody else. And you would think there's no way in hell that we're up 13. It shows that the floor for this team is not all that low if they just play hard. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yep. it, it sounds so a three there for Michigan State because uh, a broken defensive play. So that is disappointing in that possession there. But you know what I mean? I mean You're right. You're sometimes totally it's just that right. freaking simple. Like you don't lose at Rutgers like you do if you play that hard. I don't care if the shot chart says that you win that game 92% of the time. Nice job, Kofi. Are they counting that? I hope so. Yep, they are. So that's back to a 12-point lead. Well done. But that that's just it, man. Like, just play hard. I mean, I know no. it sounds so simple, but for an old team, like, guys, if you just play hard, you can get to the second weekend of the tournament. 
you can go on a run to potentially get a share of the Big Ten title in these last five games. And, I mean, by God, Trevor, if you can win this game, all of a sudden Thursday night against Ohio State is going to be absolutely electric. And I, I want to feel that. And I and I just want to see, you know, if, if the team can maintain this for today. And if so, then I, I God dang it, I'm, I'm riding that roller coaster again, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you in the sense that, again, like we've talked about, you know, if Coleman gives you 10 minutes where he doesn't foul four times and just gets one steal and a block, like it already massively elevates the floor of the team, which is kind of ridiculous. But they're so naturally talented that it doesn't take much. You know, I don't want to say, given the matchup, they can walk into the second weekend. They can't. No. But if everyone doesn't play stupid, they pretty much can as long as it's not a, like a ridiculous Loyola-esque mismatch in that in that second game. So I'm totally with you on that. Uh, this is obviously encouraging. I, You know, this feels a little bit like Wisconsin to me now. To be fair, Wisconsin's still right up there where, yes, the result I hope is going to be encouraging, but I still walk away 10% thinking, eh, you know, Kofi just punked a team with no bigs in Wisconsin or, eh, Michigan State's fine, but, like, are they really that good? They're probably not. So... Of course, I'm not taking anything away from this, and it will be a very encouraging road win if it happens. I just, I, I would, I would, you know, push back a tiny bit on that's an elite win against a top tier team that means you're back. No, but it's not. It is again, certainly not. I mean, Michigan State has a whole host of issues going on right now, and if they lose, they're going to be borderline not top twenty five. Like, yeah, like they're nine and five. Let's say they lose today, nine and six. Their schedule is brutal. They're like at Michigan, at Iowa, Homer's Michigan, at Iowa, at Ohio State and Maryland, I think, to close. I mean, they could legitimately finish. What would that be? 10 and 10 10 and 10. Yeah. In in league play. So, you know, again, like I don't want people to think this was like at the time of that win, right, where he misses the free throw. You're like, we just beat the best team in the Big Ten and we're in first place. Michigan State's not anywhere near the top of this Big Ten. So I'm not being a Debbie Downer, I promise. I just mean this is probably what a team who wants to vie for a Big Ten title should be doing against this Michigan State team, which, again, very encouraging given what we saw um, on Wednesday. You know what's also encouraging, Trevor, is that I look at the Big Ten foes that had been sort of our bugaboo, and that's a long two for Christy, but I'll give him that. I mean, I will give them the 20-footers all day long, and he's six points on three-bait shooting. But what's encouraging to me, too, in a a long-term sort of program stature kind of way is that now – you're, you're, if you win this game, you've, you've slayed another dragon that had sort of kept you from some of the goals that you wanted to achieve in years past. Michigan State was one of the last teams where you just couldn't beat them for whatever reason. Come on, be there, RJ. From the corner, no good, but a nice board from Payne. Holy crap. Oh, Coleman. Well done, Coleman. Be there, Trent. There we go. Yes. What a play. Coleman. Hawkins. Johnny on the spot, man. He has been what fantastic. What a play by everybody on that. Possession. I mean, the RJ three was fine. Then Payne rips down the board. Then Coleman saves the trend who makes the three. That was beautiful. Wow. All right. So this is going to be Gabe Brown. I bet he's going to launch a three. He gets a little step on RJ, but a miss and a rebound for Illinois. Now, could it be like the Indiana game, Trevor? I mean, it's 840 to go. Michigan State is offensively challenged and you are up 16. So this is Coleman up top, 835 to go. RJ looking for the baseline. Not much there. Interesting pass. I mean, it was a good idea. DeMonte was a step slow, which happened. That was a hell of a play. Wow. So they're re-showing this. So Payne got stripped. Coleman was there. One-handed pass to 
Trent. Beautiful. All right, so we got 829 to go, 16-point Illinois lead, 19 second-chance points for Illinois, only eight for Michigan State. And that's just it, Trevor. We have dodged a bullet in terms of Michigan State not converting on their offensive rebound opportunities, but whatever. <laughs> Sometimes they would be lucky than good. And you're up 16, so even if they convert some of them, you're still up like 10 points at this moment. Yeah, like I would argue that right now Michigan State is getting some sort of Jesus fluky Christ. regression in the positive sense um, on their offense. Plummer's just terrible on defense. Like it just is what it is. I, he's a liability. At this point, I can't even get mad because I expect it, but he is just he, – he, he's one of those things where like I don't want to do this because I think it would be a just a disgusting podcast to do, but if we did something where we ranked like top five things that could destroy you in a tournament game that we're all worried about, I would probably have – hole of plumber's defense higher than most just because i think i mean especially that purdue second half the ability for anyone who's on plumber to single-handedly go on like a nine nothing run just because he's so bad on defense concerns me yeah 100 percent. it's frustrating and, and it's in a situation where if you have a lead late in games like in this moment i don't think you need plumber out there when you're up 16 and he's killing you defensively now i don't know who you put out there instead but if it's really about protecting that lead and we got a hold on Michigan State, it looks like. So it'll be Illinois ball, or it sh- looks like Illinois free throws, depending on who they fouled, with 7.55 to go out of this next media timeout. So 13-point Illinois leave. It looks like Aaron Boone juggling knives. That's an interesting <laughs> halftime show. That looks like a ripped Aaron Boone, doesn't it? Which, by it the does. way... The idea that Aaron Boone would be hired to toss knives at the Michigan State halftime is, is entertaining. I, there's not going to be baseball for any foreseeable future and i i really don't care trevor and it's just fine stay away they, they've kind of blown it with me yeah i mean i i as, as a cubs fan for this year i don't care i love watching baseball so that kills me um but i'm not you know i mean i don't want to completely divert to baseball here but a, a lineup centered around frank schwindel does not exactly um entice me to to watch all 162 Cubs games this year. There's nothing worse, in my opinion, and I've said this before, than having one of those mediocre sports seasons where you basically go nowhere, but you don't lose enough to get a good pick, but don't win playoffs. I just hate those. They just feel like complete wastes. Those Vinny Del Negro bowl teams oh always finished like 41 <laughs> and 41 yeah. and immediately lost in the first round. Like, what a waste of a year. Like, it just didn't matter. And it's the same thing with the Cubs right now, where they're going to finish like I don't I don't have the back of my head, but you know like seventy five and eighty seven or whatever, and uh, you know they'll have a six game win streak where someone will go oh maybe, and then you know nothing happens, and it's just like a waste of time. <laughs> All right, we got a quick break here with seven fifty five to go. Got to remind you that the two hundred levels brought to you by. State Farm agent. Oh, this is the new Derek uh, Jeter thing. A six-part documentary. I like Derek, but it seems a bit excessive. But that's a story for another day. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian is my guy. And he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. Yeah, I don't think I need six hours of Derek Jeter's story. Trevor, even as a Yankees fan, he's not the most compelling individual. He's, he's almost he's boring. So, I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's what he is. He's boring. Like, and that's fine. He's completely inoffensive, but I don't, I don't look at Derek Jeter and go, Oh good. The tell all. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't care, you know? And why are these documentaries so long? The Brady I, yeah, thing was no. 10 parts. The Jeter thing is six parts. Somebody saw the MJ doc, which 
very much deserved to be as long as it was. He's the greatest said, ever. He deserves 10 just, hours. Right. But someone said, let's just take that and apply it to a bunch of things that have absolutely no business being as, as long as that. Yeah. Okay, so with 7.55 to go and a 13-point lead and free throws coming up, and I'm not sure who will go to the line and Twitch feed. I don't know if you guys can help me out here. We did get something from Alani Brick Girl earlier. She said, you know, this this broadcast sounds like a Homer broadcast. And she, she said, not you guys, the ESPN thing. Now, we are a Homer broadcast or podcast, uh, Alani Brick Girl. But, you know, I, I had a couple friends that have texted me too and said that, you know, Jay Williams sounds pro-Michigan State. I, I And I'm not... Not going to get in the weeds with that too much, Trevor, but you do wonder how often these announcers will get to the game site the night before and they'll talk to both coaches. And then essentially that feeds into whatever narratives they're going to spin that game. And I think Izzo over the years has probably become a master at that and probably knows Jay Williams for a long time and just start talking to him. And that's, that's basically Jay Williams in his first game of the year repeating everything that Izzo told him. So I, I can understand. I'm going, going to give him the benefit of the doubt that that's exactly why it might sound like it is a Homer broadcast. Oh, God, it's Omar Payne at the line. How many is it going to make, Trevor? I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say both. I'm feeling good today. <laughs> Kidding. That was a terrible miss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you know, we're making our free throws pretty well today, though, so I can't complain too much. 62 to 49, 745 to go. This is a take to the rim. This can be Hauser for a three, and that is good. So it's back to a 10-point lead. Illinois cannot quite keep this um, at, at a comfortable distance. I mean, listen, 10 points on the road, that's a good margin. But you were just up 16 seemingly not that long ago, and Underwood senses it calls a timeout. Trevor, you still there, bud? I think we might have lost him temporarily. So we'll get him back as we have this timeout here on the floor. A reminder that the 200 level is brought to you by... Rector Construction, online at R-E-C-T-O-R-Construction.com for all your home exterior projects. Yes, it's freezing cold out today, but it will be warming up, so why not get a free estimate on your next home exterior project at RectorConstruction.com. All right, Trevor, you are back, it looks like. So we have now a 10-point lead, and not a moment to necessarily pucker up, but it is frustrating that the 6 nothing run for Michigan State is based on an open three for Hauser because Payne didn't get out on him and then Plummer fouling a guy after he gives up a clear layup. So this is just, again, you know, two steps forward, one step back, where overall an encouraging day, but enough problematic things where you're thinking, Jesus, when it comes down to it, is this team not going to shoot themselves in the foot? Yeah, and and again, like, I'm never not going to think that just to protect myself, because at this point I've seen it too often to not think that. Um, So I, you know, up until... The buzzer sounds ahead to the Sweet 16. I'm not. I'm never not going to think that Plummer's going to stand there for five seconds and get a five-second call or <laughs> foul a guy for an and one or something just because I have to mentally um, protect myself. But, yeah, I mean, that was – I don't know. I got in the, involuntarily kicked from the Zoom, but I think it was Omar Payne rage coming through the phone because that was a five-point swing where he could have had you up uh, 14 – Right, I think fifteen. Uh, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were up thirteen. Then, yeah, could have went up fifteen. And then he gives up the three on his guy Hauser, who obviously can step out and hit those. Yes. So yeah, not a great stretch for your backup at this point. I honestly, and I mean this genuinely, if BBV can see out of both of his eyes, I would prefer him <laughs> uh, to Payne for the for the Kofiless minutes. But maybe that uh, that eye poke is still too much for him to come into the game. But I think he honestly matches up better against this Michigan State team to where he's. He's a big dude, right? Like he can back somebody like Bingham in in a way that Payne can't. And he did yeoman's work against him in the 
first matchup too. So maybe a little more of him or less of pain, but I'm I'm nitpicking. You're right. Like yeah, you're I think all of us yeah. would take after that just complete you know what show Wednesday to be up ten with really solid effort and Grandison looking good. Like it, this is fine. You know, it's fine. Well, and to that point, Trevor, you aren't going to exercise every demon in four days. And the biggest thing that was the demon for this team is just actually showing up and, and being present. And that was the thing that I think worries us even more than, you know, I mean, if we were to rank concerns going into the postseason, it is the fact that sometimes they can just come out and lay an egg. And then you go down the list and you run into silly turnovers, silly fouls. And I guess those all kind of feed into it. But you were not you were not going to come out today and have a perfect game. And you certainly haven't. But just by showing up and playing hard and executing enough, you're up 10 points. So, And by the way, the first seeds came out today for the projected NCAA top 16 seeds, and Illinois is would be a three seed. Now, they're right on that line with Wisconsin, so it's like through all this, I mean, if you tell me that we finished the season strongly enough, Trevor, to get a three seed, then that's mission accomplished. You know, And, and whether or not you get a share of the Big Ten, that really is contingent on Purdue and if they went out or not. I, I will be intrigued when Purdue goes to Michigan State, which will be, an, I think, a desperate Michigan State team at that point, and on the road to Wisconsin. And then even tomorrow, Michigan at Wisconsin, there's enough intrigue in some of these games where teams that you, oh, come on, Kofi. I don't know what the hell that was. Take, take your time, Kofi. Why did he just launch it up behind him like that? I don't know. All right, so it's a 10-point Michigan State deficit with 7-10 to go. This is going to be Hauser again for three. No, he pump bakes. It's going to be now a charge be there. Yes. Well, Jake Grandison. Jacob Grandison. Yeah. Holy crap. And a good call, too. That was a charge. Yeah, the, the, um, the, I, I think you make a good point where, like, I feel like I've done a lot of rage complaining lately. So to sit here in two weeks or whatever it is and see that Illinois is, like, the second highest three seed, I think it's just kind of funny, like, Wow! Like after all that, you're arguably one of the twelve best teams in the country, and I mean, do you know how many programs would kill for a three seed? So for me to sit here and and, and think that that was somehow the like ball on the floor, Kofi. See, yeah, you're right. And a three for Michigan State is up, and thank God, no good. But we can't even get our own freaking rebound. Jesus! And a foul on Michigan State and Izzo and his histrionics. But God, Kofi, like yeah. you know what I mean? That, it's I mean, just that. Why are we overcomplicating things? And this is silly to do this with a 10-point lead. I, I realize that. But Jesus Christ. Trent goes in. He falls on the floor. No foul call. But, and that's right because he was out of control. And then Kofi has three guys around him, and he puts the ball down by his feet. How is that ever going to end well? That just that kind if of he, stuff. If he, if he dribbles and brings it down and dribbles more than once, it feels like 90% of the time it's a turnover at that point. God. Well, Trent will get two shots at the line, so he gets hit in the face pretty good there on the carom. So it's a 10-point Illinois lead with 6.38 to go. The free throw is up and good. All right. And double bonus the that rest of the way. That ends up being a net positive play, but my God, the, the sloppy turnover and then the open Michigan State three, I mean, we, you know, I just talked about the swing with pain there, but that's a swing in your favor where that could have been a seven-point game, and now you're hoping to make it a 12-point game. So. Yes. I mean, ebbs and flows, right? And, and it's much better to be on the ebbs and flows when you have a cushion like Illinois does back to 12 with 6.38 to go. So Michigan State ball. Illinois, I mean, listen, we can't complain about officiating at all. 17 free throws for Illinois today. They're most in a long time, I feel like. Only 10 for Michigan State, and that's a complete mm-hmm. reversal from the first game against Michigan State. Another long two for Michigan State, man. That's their 
thing, and I will give that to them the rest of the game. Um, I'm just guarding the perimeter and letting Kofi kind of camp out down low. But unfortunately, a guy like Hauser will make that dip- difficult. So you see Michigan State going small, Trevor. You got to feed Kofi and get some easy buckets. Yep, for sure. Um, it, it is weird how many mid-range twos they're taking and making this half. I, I'm still there. fine with them taking those. Corbello finally gets one to nice go. Take. I don't know that that's a great shot, but he, he makes it. So A better take than a, a shot, because when it went up in the air, I thought, oh, Jesus. You know, when, Whenever you do a layup without the backboard, it just the margin for error is so small. Miss three, and that's a big miss now, Trevor. We're, we're getting into that point of the game where every possession Michigan State doesn't score. Clock's running out. 5.40 to go. We got Grandison with the ball to DeMonte. 12-point Illinois lead. DeMonte taking it into the lane. Back out to Curbelo, who will reset with 12 in the shot clock. Trent to Grandison. Grandison, nice entry to Kofi. Power dribble for Kofi. He will go to the line. And you got double bonus. I mean, that plays there every single possession right now. Just get it to the wing. Yeah. Feed it into Kofi. Hauser is absolutely no match for Kofi. I mean, you, you have that every remaining possession of this game unless Hauser subbed out and, and one of their bigger guys is like Marble subbed back in on Kofi. All right, well, Kofi gets two shots here. Let's play the game. Uh, Trevor, I'm going to go one of two. I got to take myself out of it because uh, your, your streaming has kind of knocked you back a little bit Darn here, it. but that's okay. Okay. Well, he makes the first one, so we at least got that. And you're, you're at a point in the game where I'm not going to be super picky, so hey, even if you get one here to keep it 13, you know, just... Back and forth. You know Michigan State offensively, uh, they're, they're going to be hustling here, and I will be interested to see if, for a team that already has some decision-making problems, if that will lead to some forced stuff here in the last 528. Kofi with 21 points. You know, for the moments that can be frustrating, he produces, so I feel like I need to check myself. He did go one for two, so I, I won that. I mean, you're right, but 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 again, like to your game. point, I would say Kofi's got 21. He should have 30. <laughs> well, the <laughs> matchup he didn't do a bunch of silly things, right? The matchup is as such. Where if you think about the times where he's turned the ball over or something, man, that's like three more shots that probably would have been layups for him had he not let it kind of trickle away. I, I'll be interested to see how many turnovers he's charged with by the end of the game. And that's a three for Michigan State, back to a 10 point game. So we got five minutes to go. Illinois is in the double bonus. I want to see. I know this is going to sound crazy. I, I mean, Curbelo or Trent driving and, and see if they can't get some contact here. Now, you do have Kofi, and that's marble on him. And they're going to foul Kofi. Nope, nice kick out to Grandison. One more kick. I'm going to keep it rotating, DeMonte. And he gets blocked. But this is going to be Grandison for a three. Oh, my God. Okay, DeMonte dribble. Uh, that really kind of uh, that made no sense, Trevor. You keep rotating that ball around the perimeter. There would have been an open three. I don't get it. Yeah, DeMonte just decided to take it to the rim, which he's not good at. Um, Marble and then, up and good. It's an eight-point game with 4.24 to go and a timeout for Michigan State. Hmm. Well, real quick, DPDO online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdo.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Go online to dpdo.com. It looks like they'll stay here instead of go to a commercial break. I, I just don't – DeMonte – Stop shooting twos. And that needs to be coached out of him, Trevor. I mean, I know it's a dangerous thing to tell a player, don't have confidence in going to the rim. But that's kind of what you need to tell him. Don't. (laughs) I mean, he shouldn't. It's a wasted possession. (laughs) Right. Right. You're right. All right. Well, now it is a full-on commercial break, and I don't know if that means they'll still do the under-four timeout or not. You know, I mean, it's better to be up eight than down eight at this point. And... It really will come down to, I think, just 
making some free throws. I mean, just making enough to hold Michigan State at bay. It's it's a weird Michigan State team, Trevor, in that we saw in the first game, they can go on these blitzes offensively. It's streaky, I guess, is the only way to put it. Like Sometimes they look pretty damn good offensively because they got all these like 6'5", 6'7", guys that are you know, kind of positionless basketball. And when they get going, I, I see why they could be dangerous. But then for most of the game, it was just sort of paltry. So I, I don't know. They are kind of a confusing team. And maybe that's just because they're young and without a real leader. I, I don't know. They're weird. They're definitely weird. I don't like it. When I get a bracket, they'll be one of the ones where I'm like, uh, you know, they could lose immediately or they could win three games. I really don't. I don't know. I don't love I mean, I don't love them, period, because I think their two biggest weaknesses are, are dumb plays and turnovers, which you never want that to be your biggest weakness going into March Madness. And I think it's weird that out of all the you know possible things that could be wrong with an Izzo team, the idea that like IQ and turnovers are, are it, it seems odd. I mean, not, not that you know I think he's some god who can coach that out of someone, but it doesn't seem like the calling card for for a guy who's been there 30 some years and, and is one of the best coaches around. So I think it's weird. The, the problem to me, is just that they don't have a guy. So right now you're seeing a variety of guys hit shots to bring them back into this game. But like at the end of the day, you know, whether it's Trent on a heater or, or Kofi, obviously Illinois feels like, you know, even Sands IO, they have a guy or two that if it's the final possession player X has to touch the ball. If you're in a Michigan State huddle and it's down to the final possession, I don't know who the hell's touching the ball. I mean, I like Malik Hall. I think he's pretty good. Gabe Brown has been very up and down. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't know who their their one dude is. They just have a bunch of dudes, and I think that hurts them. Yeah, I was going to say Malik Hall, too. I mean, to me, he's probably, in, in many ways, their best offensive player because he can really do anything. And I think there was a game, oh God, was it against... I'm trying to think. There was a game that they closed out where Malik Hall was a big part of that. But you're right. And and as this game gets down to it, too, I would be thinking the same thing if it gets down to a four-point game or a three-point game. Who's going to make that shot for Michigan State? And you even saw it in Champaign. I mean, you could argue they should have won that game by the end of it. And they just didn't have the guy, right? So we will see here down the stretch. It's an eight-point Illinois lead with 424 to go. Trevor? Do they have an all-Big Ten player? I genuinely mean that. Like, who's the guy on their roster that's going to yeah. make the All-Big Ten first, second, or third team? Probably Hall, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's an ensemble cast. I mean, I bet Hall maybe gets a honorable mention. I mean, you got a bunch of guys that, like, on a 10 scale are like a 7. And that's pretty good, you know? And we can see, come on, nice feed, be there, Cabello. Come on, okay, DeMonte for 3 Oh Jesus. No good. And Crabello is on the floor, so we got a five-on-four situation. Let's see what Illinois can do. This is going to be, uh, wow, I don't know what we got. We got an injured Crabello, and I, I don't know what the hell happened here. Well, they, they, they stopped it because he's hurt, but Izzo is furious, arguing that that didn't happen in the first half when it was a five-on-four and his guy was hurt, which he's right. I don't think there's um, – uh, precedent to stop yeah. play just because the guy's hurt on the other team so no yeah, he has I don't a know. he has a legit gripe here now with 357 to go it looks like they are not going to go to immediate timeout now are they reviewing something trevor it looks like no the only thing i can guess and i'm still just seeing replays here ahead of you a little bit the only thing i can guess is that 
they deemed it worthy of stopping play because it might have been like a flagrant elbow, um, which I just I don't think it is. I mean, he runs into who's that? Marbles. Yeah, arm, that's but, not. It's there's not like, nothing flagrant about that. I mean, Carbello basically clotheslined himself yeah. <laughs> there for no reason uh, in particular. So <laughs> I understand why they're upset that sure, that sure called de- whistled dead. Boy, this game's going to tighten up, isn't it, Trevor? It is. I still feel like Michigan State's problem is that they don't have a dude and they throw the ball away, so I feel okay. But we'll see. Well, Curbelo's on the bench. I think that means Plummer will have to come back out there. And it looks like you'll go with your starters until the end. Um, All right. One possession at a time. 3.50 to go. It is a 67-59 Illinois lead. This is Michigan State with the ball. Taking it down the lane. This is going to be a three-pointer for Walker. It is up, and it is no good. Waved off, and thank God for that. An away from the ball foul. going to blow his top in a a second here. (laughs) Now, this is where the home cooking aspect, will they reverse course and grant them the three from when the whistle was called? And Trevor, prepare yourself, because I'm afraid that's exactly what will happen. I mean, yep, that's what's going to happen. All right. Okay. Well, let's just let's just say put this out there. If Illinois loses this game, <laughs> I mean, then what? What can you say, right? I mean, other than yeah, so they give them the three, and will Michigan State have free so they're throws? They're not now? only going. They're not only going to then count the three, but then also count the foul and give them free throws. Wow. I feel I if I'm Isaac right now, I'm just like ready to puke because <laughs> you travel for a game. <laughs> And it's going so well. But there's this weird thing about traveling to games. And I remember the Illinois-Michigan football game in 2010, the triple overtime. And even though Illinois was leading late, you're you're really just waiting for the clock to hit zero. You're you're pacing. I actually went out to the concourse during timeouts, which were empty at that point, and was just pacing. Because I was like, oh, God, I just want to see you win at the big house. I just want to see you win at the big house. So here he is at the Breslin Center watching this game as things tighten up ridiculously. You know, it's it's just a team that can't get out of its own way, Trevor. And and I, the, the positive today is that they showed up and they responded for the most part, and they still are in position to get this win. But now they're going to have to go get it. I mean, as opposed to keeping them at arm's length, they got to go get it. Now, this is marble from the line. It is up, and it is no good. So a break for Illinois. Now it's a five-point lead. It felt like it was a 16-point lead. I don't even know. This is almost a carbon copy, Trevor, of the home game. Yeah, actually, it is funny enough. The offensive possessions, I think, have just been really bad. I mean, I, to to say that you're up ten and then chance to close the game and you get Demonte driving to the rim and like Curbelo out of control. I mean, that's just not what you need or want. Offensive foul on Illinois. Looks like Demonte yep. away from the ball foul. Who the hell knows why? I don't know. Only eight turnovers for Illinois today, so a clean game. But you know, I mentioned Michigan State offensively can be challenged. Well, they have like forty two points this half or whatever it is. I think uh, 40 points this half. So not this half, just like the first game, whatever adjustments they made and Illinois' defense has been lacking. So we got 3.15 to go. Here's a take by Walker. He shoots the two foot. Okay, that's good. It is a three-point game, Trevor, with more than three minutes to go. This would be an absolutely uh, back-breaking loss. And I don't know. I, you know yeah. what's weird, Trevor, is like I am in a sort of, well, show me. I'm not angry or anything. I'm just sort of like, show me. I don't know, guys. Here is a, a feed to Kofi. Kofi gets doubled up. Fortunately, no foul call. DeMonte finds Grandison, who finds Kofi, who takes it up and in. So a big finish there with 2.40 to go. Illinois is back up five. 
But I don't know. I mean, Trevor, are you in the same mindset? Like, I, I don't think I'm just trying to be ice cold here or something, but I, I really am just sort of like, all right, well, go out there and win it. I don't know, guys. Shoot. Yep. No, I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you. This is not anyone's fault but your own for the position you're in right now. So I think you need to, I mean, if you're, again, we say it, if you want to win the Big Ten, these are games you got to win. It's that simple. Three-pointer for Walker. Two-point game. He's I mean, got look, 21, and you don't getting, get out on him at the three-point line. I mean, well, I don't know what Corbello's bringing you right doesn't now. doesn't even shoot great from three, but he's hitting right now. And so, like, it's just one of those things where I would, again, I'd argue Michigan State's offense isn't very good, but they're making shots because they're basketball players who are capable of making shots. So, I don't know. You got to, I mean, Trent's going under those screens, and then Walker's wide open, and it's just like that. You have to close out on them harder if you're Corbello. Yep. And I understand that the scouting report doesn't necessarily tell you that, but he's hitting right now, and you have to close out harder. That was a monster finish by Kofi there. So you go back up four. Kofi, I would love to think that this could be a game where we look back on it as Kofi closed it out, because there's not a lot where you get a big man being the closer, and the free throw shooting is part of that. I'm, I'm surprised that Michigan State... And if they, let's say Michigan State misses a bucket here, I think they're going to try to extend this game. And, and anytime it gets to Kofi, they're going to be, you know, swatting at him right away, even with like a minute and a half to go. But I would love, Trevor, for this to be a game where it's Kofi closing it out for you. Yeah. And my other hope at this point is even if you play good defense, they just start missing because, yeah. I mean, if it feels like they've made their last 10 mid range or deep threes, and that's just the way it happens sometimes. But, it sure would be nice if they went back to missing just a few of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and I want to be clear about this. Like, I'm not as emotionally invested in this game as I normally would because of what happened Tuesday night. But, you know, there's still those nerves. It's 157 to go. And I'm glad, I mean, for starters, I want to win this game. But for starters, I'm glad it's actually been an entertaining game, which we could not say the same for Tuesday. We got 155 to go. The clock isn't running, though. Now it is. Okay, that was a little bit of a delayed start, I felt like. And an easy two for Michigan State. Uh Illinois calls the timeout to set up the defense, and immediately Michigan State scores within eight points. So A.J. Hoggard has 15. Their backcourt significantly outplaying Illinois' backcourt. All right, 71-69, to look for Kofi again, and there is the foul immediately for Marble, and not bad strategy there with 138 to go. Not much time elapses. Kofi will go to the line and shoot two, so double bonus the rest of the way for Illinois. I, I do like the double bonus for Kofi, Trevor, just because that takes the pressure off the first shot. I think it can be... Sometimes big for him to just get the first one in. You're ahead of me. I'm going to say the Kofi's making both. And I, yeah, and this has nothing to do with the reflection of what he's about to do, but you're right. I mean, if I'm Michigan State, I'm fouling him every possession at this point. Cause I mean, even if he makes them, you really think he's going to keep making them for the rest of the game? <laughs> well, no one else is scoring for Illinois. And notice the plumber is not out there. And I think that is. It's because the defense, I get it, but it's not like Corbello is giving you that much more. Now, what Corbello can do is probably draw a foul, taking it to the rim a little bit easier. All right, so this is a second free throw for Kofi. It is up and it is good. He made both. Man, Kofi finishing strong. There's still plenty of time, though, and Illinois has to get a stop. This has been um, a frenetic second half for Michigan State offensively. 130 to go. So Illinois at least is forcing them into more of a half court set, but it looks like Hoggard, or I'm sorry, Walker's getting around, and he is on fire. 73 to 71, Corbello gets beat around the pick again. I don't know if Goody, or I'm sorry, I don't know if Plummer's hurting you that much more um, on defense. This is, Corbello though gets fouled, and they're, they're right there. Trevor might be why he's in there. He can get it to the rim and at least try to force a foul. Yeah, I didn't love that because it looked like he was sort of double teamed and stopped on the baseline there, but 
I mean, yeah, that's something that he can provide that or, uh, that Plummer certainly can't. I, I don't know. I feel half like Curbelo's got to pick it up on defense, but I also feel like Tyson Walker wouldn't miss a shot from half court if he took one right now. So <laughs> you kind of have to balance that out. Two-point we'll Illinois lead. one twelve to go. Curbelo will get two shots. Illinois still at eight fouls as a team, so... First one's up and good for Curbelo. Michigan State would be one for one if the next time Illinois fouls them. <sighs> Let's see here. I mean, this is, I got to say, this is entertaining. <laughs> I mean, the last, I know Michigan State, the, the fact they are back in the game like this is frustrating. Curbelo misses that second one. DeMonte almost gets the board, but Marble corrals it. It's a three-point lead. This is going to be Walker and now to Hoggard, who Kofi gets in the passing lane. Trent with the break. Look for Grandison. Trent up and good. Five-point Illinois lead with 58 to go. This is going to be Walker. Kofi got in the passing lane there, Trevor. That was huge. This is going to be Walker taking yep. it to the line. This is Marble back to Walker, who's looking for a three. He takes it to the rim. It is up, and it is good, and they count it? Continuation? What the hell is this? He was fouled 10 feet away from the basket, Trevor, unless I'm being a homer here. I, I, it felt a little continuation-y. Where's the contact? Right there. So DeMonte or the Curbelo slap? Either way, don't slap him when I he gets back close. Was, I think they got him on the Curbelo slap. Then d get out of the way. If he, already, if he already beat you, just give it when you're up five. This is pretty fundamentally annoying, though, because Michigan State is not a good offense, and they're shooting 65% in the second half. Yeah. Like, All right, here's Walker, 47 seconds. I know some of it's your defense, but some of it... Wow. Like, what the hell? Like, why is Walker making all these shots all of a sudden? <laughs> Two-point Illinois lead. I think what you're going to do, Trevor, and what you should do, is you should play for the end of the shot clock. I think it is important to, with a two-point, if it were a tie game, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. But two-point lead, I think you try to wind this down. And even if that means you feed Kofi late in the shot clock, that's okay. I mean, take your chances with double bonus with him at the line. But because I, I do think the likelihood of him making a shot is worth the risk of him getting fouled and having to go to the line, right? I, I think that the likelihood of him getting an easy look at the basket late in the shot clock I don't know, though. I mean, what would your approach be here with a, a possession that will take you down to about 20 seconds left in the game? Right. Well, Michigan State calls that timeout because it's a two-for-one, basically, for them, and that they just got that um, that possession taken care of, and Illinois has one possession, and they get the ball back again. So, I mean, I guess if you're looking at it, worst-case scenario at this point is that they have a chance to tie the game. I doubt they go for the win in the three, but we'll see. Um, I, I'm with you. I think you ride or die with Kofi. I think Trent's been so off offensively that I, I can certainly understand why he would want to take it over here, but I don't necessarily have the confidence that he's going <laughs> to, that he's going to make a deep three because he honestly hasn't. Um, I want Curbelo nowhere near the possession. If I'm being completely honest with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> just because he's so frenetic that I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust him to make the right move in this, in this scenario. And something else to consider is that I'm sure as I see it here now, Michigan State will full court press, and that hasn't exactly been oh, your friend either. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> you know, this is from Bobo in the text thread. Walker has 16 points in the last four minutes. This is a trice-like effort from last year at Wisconsin. It now, is. You I had mean, enough of a cushion last and year. And I'm just looking at his... Hmm. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at his game log here. He had, he, had, he had one in a recent game. He had 12 points. He averages six a game. He has 20 points. Like... 
Okay, so we break the press pretty easily. There's 40 seconds to go. Illinois will set things up. Now 20 on the shot clock, 40 left in the game. This is going to be Trent with the ball. And it is now Curbelo who will bring it back up top. We have, uh, okay, back to Trent. So it looks like it will be in Trent's hands until potentially Kofi. But watch Grandison on the corner here, Trevor. That's a three from Trent. Oh, my God. He makes it. <laughs> Not When it went up, I thought, oh, dear God. And he makes it. Five-point Illinois lead. This is going to be Walker shooting a three, obviously, right? Well, good job by Trent to get him. So we make the switch. Now, finally, Trent is on Walker. This is going to be a three-pointer for Gabe Brown. It is up. It is no good. Rebounded to Monte. Back to Trent. And wow, Trevor. Holy crap. Get it. Get it. Yes. Dunk it. Dunk it. No. That will be the game. Holy crap. It's over. Uh, wow. Illinois wins. <laughs> okay, 79 so to now, 74. Trent Frazier. Can we just... <laughs> To be egoti- I'm not trying to be egotistical here at all, but can we just talk about the fact that that is the third time this year I've said something shouldn't happen and then the exact opposite happens? What were the first two? <laughs> I said you I don't want Trent taking I don't want Trent taking a deep three in the Man. Wow. That were wow. I mean okay. the, I thought the the last forty three seconds of that game were gonna be stretched until about like one twenty. I thought this thing was and I was worried for an overtime to be quite honest. But Trent ices it, and then you get the stop in the other end. Thanks to Trent Ding up Walker. Here's the key, Same. Trevor. I mean, there are enough things that obviously make that, okay, not the prettiest of wins, but at the end of the day, all that mattered was they got the win, and they now get five days off, setting up an absolutely monstrous home game. And listen, I, I think you and I would both agree that the chances of this team winning out, I still don't feel great about that. But... It, it, it's a one-game-at-a-time proposition. So, like, today, you could have lost that game the way that Michigan State was shooting weight, and you didn't. So we see what happens if they just play their asses off, and then the encouraging thing that you could take from it, uh, Trevor, is that until that ice three from Trent, and he had another one late, I think, as well, your backcourt wasn't giving you a whole lot. So you know they can give you more. You know they can shoot better than that. And I know Grandison's not going to go for 25 a night, but I really do feel like the floor of this team can be so high if they just play their asses off. And I think for the most part today, they did. Yeah, plus you even out. I mean, Grandison had 25, but I don't think Plummer had many at all. Um, and, you know, DeMonte's obviously, I'm not expecting anything, but another virtual offer for him on the offensive end. So that sort of evens out for me. But yeah, I mean, the, clearly, again, like Trent makes two big shots and you win a road game against the top 20 team. Like, it, it doesn't take much for this team to have an extremely good performance, even in the clutch. And I'm still just trying to wrap my head around the fact that he suddenly hit a deep three after not really making one. And then the game just ended 10 seconds later. <laughs> it went up Trevor and I thought, Oh no. And then immediately, Whoa. Oh, okay. Thought, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like we're, we're sitting here, right? Like a guy who has shot an air ball a game and has really been a net zero on offense for the last two weeks, more or less. He has 12 all in the second half today. But I mean, we're sitting here if that shot misses and Michigan State quickly ties the game going, yeah, really? You took a three with 12 on the shot clock. Like it just, it doesn't make sense, but Hey, you know what? <laughs> good players make good plays and big moments. He just had one. Well, good for Isaac to be able to experience that at the Breslin center that, I mean, Hey, listen, it was an entertaining final five minutes and I know not in Illinois favor for a lot of that when Michigan State made a, a furious run but it was entertaining I mean I was certainly entertained today and I was also encouraged by what we saw from Illinois and I like the extended break before Ohio State 
and that atmosphere is going to be insane, Trevor. I mean, it, it, I think the best of the year because unlike the Wisconsin game where so many people weren't there, and even the Purdue and Michigan State, uh, Purdue and Michigan games, Michigan State was a lot of fun. You know, there's been great atmospheres, but now there is something tangibly within reach with four games to go. You needed today to put yourself in a position where you control your own destiny to get a share. And you did that. And Ohio State is the toughest team standing in your way. I think the game at Michigan is going to be extremely tough. And I don't like that that's only three days after Ohio State. But first things first. And I actually, despite EJ Liddell, like the matchup against Ohio State. Yeah, I, I've been having a sort of running joke with myself that like every home game for the last two months has been the biggest game to take control of the Big Ten because it feels like we've had, what, like five different games that should be, this is the game, the sell, take possession of first place, and if it just keeps, you know, credit to Purdue and all these other teams. We got with you, but I, I definitely yeah. feel like this is, now, now, now it's in a point where it gets tangible, right? Like yep. where it's like, okay, you're, now you're within like four games striking distance of actually doing this. Um, so yeah, I, this is going to be massive. I'm with you that I don't, you know, un- unless EJ just absolutely goes off, I just still feel like, and I know that's sort of like a cliche narrative with Ohio State, but I mean, really like I'm okay with trying to let Kyle Young and Branham beat me. And you know what? If they do, they do. But like, I, I like the matchup. I do too, and I know EJ is going to get his, but I mean, unless he gets the 25 or something like that, it is the supporting cast where I think Illinois matches up well because you put Trent on Branham, and as good as that kid has been, I don't mind that. It's the who's the point guard that transferred from Penn State? Jamari Wheeler. Yeah, he's good, right? He's good, but he's he's not someone yeah, he's that scares you too much, but it is Branham because he can get on a heater, but put Trent on him, and then I think by committee against EJ, and oddly enough, I mean, I think you start and end the game with DeMonte on him. I know DeMonte struggled today, but DeMonte has in crunch time done a good job against EJ. So it's there for you. And I do think, Trevor, that maybe this team, if it becomes that much more clearly visible to them, I mean, it was inexcusable what happened at Rutgers because it still should have been right there in front of them. But for some reason, it wasn't. There wasn't an urgency. Well, now there is no choice but to play with an urgency because you got four games in the span of, I think, 11 days to end the Big Ten regular season. And if you win all four, you're getting a banner. So there it is. And you will be favored. I mean, here's the thing, Trevor. You'll be favored in each of those games. Yes, I, I pretty much more or less the Vegas spread is identical to the um, Ken Palm projection for the final score. So as I look here, as I navigate, uh, Illinois is predicted to beat Ohio State by four. Uh, they're actually predicted to lose to Michigan by one. I can so see that, that. And that may change after after today's result, too, on the computer model. But, yeah, more or less, you're going to be favored in the remainder of your games. Michigan, you know, for, for a second there, I thought, oh, God, they're really going to turn it on now out of nowhere, aren't they? But then they turn around after that huge Purdue win and they lose by double digits at home to Ohio State, which was Ohio State's first good road win of the year, really. And I know they had that, you know, they had a good win against Iowa the other night, almost choked it away. So, you know, like to me, for a second, I thought Michigan was going to suddenly jump back into the discussion. There's still like a tier below that to me. Um, and so I think that game is, is very gettable. And I, I agree with you, like, for the problem that this team has of sort of seeming like sometimes they aren't engaged or it takes something to engage them, 
I think the way they just won this game and now the goal in front of them should should have them as ready to go as possible for these remaining games. And I don't fear that that's going to be a problem for yes. the remainder of this stretch. And if it, uh, here's the thing, you, you could lose the game and I'll be frustrated, but if there was anything remotely like Rutgers where it just looks lethargic, then I will be livid now that we're, so it's like in yep. one hand it's okay. Today was good. That was a great step. And I, I do agree with you that I would be somewhat surprised. And this is coming from someone that has often said, okay, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And we have been, kind of duped by this team a couple times into thinking they aren't prone to that but I gotta think now the age plays a factor and what happened last year plays a factor you just go on a four game win streak here against all teams that you should get the wins against and then you get a ring and a banner that you didn't get last year if that's not enough then just completely I then I release you know what I mean I just release and I observe oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and it, 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 if that can't fire you up, then I, I don't know how to I don't know you. what it's does. Like but, whatever at that point, you know. And the only thing that concerns me is that Ohio State, I, I don't worry about that against Ohio State because I think that, that atmosphere is going to be so palpable in there and they'll know it, right? And all three games against Ohio, well, I should say the last two games against Ohio State last year were freaking barn burners. The fact that Washington isn't on that team is really all I need to know because that guy just could go on a tear. He scared the crap out of me. But... It's right there, Trevor. So we are now entering the stretch run, and I'm so glad Isaac got to see that at the Breslin Center. He'll have a good rest of the day in East Lansing, and I love these early games because it's 1.20 p.m. Central Time, and we can bask in the glow and watch some other Big Ten games and see if Michigan can't get a win at Wisconsin tomorrow. I think that's a very intriguing matchup because of the bigs for Michigan. I really do think they have a shot um, up there at the Kohl Center. And then, might be a reach, Rutgers has been red hot. They're at Purdue tomorrow. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wouldn't it be beautiful if somehow we can get Wisconsin and Purdue their fifth losses, and then all of a sudden, I don't think that takes any urgency off the table for this team, but it does give you that one more cushion, and that's why the game at Michigan scares the crap out of me. So if you can somehow get the five losses for Purdue and Wisconsin and then give Ohio State their fifth loss on Thursday – then all of a sudden, Sunday at Michigan is you can play a little bit looser. I, I, and at least as a fan, I won't be, you know, pooping my pants beforehand, which could very well be the case if you must win that game. Yep. I'm not at all holding my breath. But no, these I'm not mediocre either. Mediocre teams will, will, will rise up and beat the good ones tomorrow because it feels like we've been hit with that a lot lately and it just doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, look, it, it's probably not going to happen. No. Well, I should say, no, I think the Purdue loss, Purdue's probably not going to lose. I do think the Wisconsin-Michigan game, that intrigues me very much. Probably not going to happen, but the recipe is there. Rutgers is the hottest team of the Big Ten. They've already beaten Purdue once. I know it was ridiculous, but... And, and Wisconsin is terrible against big men, and Hunter Dickinson has arguably been the best in the Big Ten lately. So the recipe is there for tomorrow to be interesting. Um... I'm just happy that, like you say, my Saturday is not even half started, and now I can just watch the rest of these yep. games with a sense of, of calm and interest instead of, uh, it doesn't even matter, never mind. Yep. Um, so that, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. I was at Ohio State here in 14 minutes. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't think I was going to win, but, you know, Ohio State, I think we've been saying for a little while now here, is the sneaky team because they, I think, lost three games that they've now rescheduled this being one of them yeah um and and so like you know 
you look at it and they're in fifth or whatever, but blink in two weeks and they could easily be right there. So this game is huge. The fact that you only get them once and at home, I think, is 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 a great what a draw break. in your favor. Obviously, what a break! That's that's a fantastic. Break. I mean, I'll try. I understand the ah, uh, you only got Nebraska once or whatever, but like I will gladly trade that out for for getting them only once at home towards the end of the season. So we'll see. I'm I'm fired up already thinking about it. And me too. Well, Trevor, it's going to be a good rest of your Saturday and uh, great great podcast. And thank God they won. It was kind of nice to watch it almost from a, as objective as I could be for as much of a barn burner as it was late. It was really fun, uh, scary, but fun. And Illinois is now back in a tie for first place in the Big Ten with four to go. So, Trevor, have a good rest of your Saturday. That won't be hard to do, and we will talk soon. Mental roller coaster. <laughs> that it last has been. five and a half, six minutes was. That God was, dang. Uh, went from assuming a blowout to, oh, God, they're going to blow it, to, nope, they didn't blow it, and now suddenly the game is over. That was... A little bit of whiplash there. But oddly enough, the way that ended makes me feel even better than if they had just won by 13 because it's more You're right. uh, more thrilling, I guess. Facing, so, some we'll adverse, facing some adversity late, and we all talk about counter punches. Well, Trent had the ultimate one late, and I, I actually think that Kofi was fantastic down the stretch, really closing it out for you. So, you know what? You got enough shots to win, and unlike the last Michigan State game, when your offense had to get shots late, it did. Overall, a lot more to build on, and I, I think the... The negatives are the things that scare you and me, and I think a lot of Illini fans, those can still be rectified. And, hey, I mean, I say all that. Some stupid decisions, but eight turnovers, I think. I mean, that's going to put you in position to win. And if your guards start hitting shots, we know this team. They can they can revert to back that week like Wisconsin and Indiana that week. They can do that. And if they do that in these last four games, they're winning out. Yep, totally. And I just, I, I'm living and I've said this before, for a scenario where you enter a week against Penn State and Iowa at home and all you got to do is just take care of business oh. and it's yours. I just, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say it, you know, but <laughs> I, I, know. I just, that I envy that situation yes. so much going forward here. <laughs> I, I, you just, I just had a, a spine tingling. You just mentioning that we all know, like we're all thinking it. We're going to let next week play out, but we're all thinking it. So that week, I, in my 35 years, Trevor, I've seen Illinois win, I think, five or six Big Ten titles, and they've all been fun, but there's never been a situation where they can close it out with two home games. Most of the time, we would actually clinch it on the road. In fact, I've never mm-hmm. seen them clinch a Big Ten title at home. So with that in mind, if you can just get there tied for first, somehow, some way, last two games of the year, okay, Um yeah, I know. I, I got a huge grin on my face. So that's that's a nice thought to end the yeah. podcast. Trevor, enjoy the rest of your weekend, bud. You too. It'll be a good one. Indeed. See ya. Woo. Trevor Valise joining us here on the 200 level for what is fortunately good news. All right. This is from E-Web, and I want to make sure I can see this here. That was Kofi's Player of the Year moment. He stepped up to play when uh, we needed it most and was clutch. I've been critical of him lately in the big games, but the big man stepped up today. I agree 100% E-Web. You know, I, and I always want to be careful when I criticize Kofi because he's fantastic. We know that. But it is all about you know the exceedingly high expectations for him and that when he doesn't match it, we think, well, what the heck, Kofi? What's going on? No, he was fantastic today when it counted the most. Trent's three, that's the signature moment. It was a, a, the quickest 43 seconds to end a game ever. I mean, he just makes the three. Michigan State misses a shot. There's, there's another thing, E-Web, and I mentioned this when it happened. There was a late Michigan State possession where Kofi got in the passing lane, and it led to a steal. So 
Kofi was all over there late in the game, and that's fantastic. I'm really happy for him because you know he is a huge reason why this program is back to the relevancy it is. So when I criticize him, it's more because, oh, Kofi, you can be the absolute best. Well, today when it mattered the most, he was. And Trent, the fifth-year senior, gets the big shot to ice it. So all in all, a very good day, Illini fans, and much needed after Tuesday. I don't know about you, but I had to take a, a mental break. I had to take a mental break from this team, and... I was able to watch this relatively unencumbered by the whole fandom thing, but I still wanted to win it, and they did, and now my Saturday is even better. Our weekend is great, so I hope you guys all have a great weekend. I need to thank DP Doe, 4th and Kirby, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, and Rector Construction. That's dpdoe.com, 4th and Kirby.com, RectorConstruction.com, and of course, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Thank you on the Twitch stream for uh, joining the brunch Twitch, uh, I guess you could call it brunch if it's noon on a Saturday. It's only 1.30 in the afternoon, and we get to bask in the glow for the rest of the day. Excited for that. Going to go celebrate my dad's birthday and retirement here in just a bit, so that's going to be a lot of fun and be able to do so feeling good today about where Illinois basketball's at. They have control of their own destiny for a share of the Big Ten title after winning today 79-74 to at Michigan State. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's going to warm up a little bit for a couple days. That's good. And I will see you early next week. We will definitely do a solo podcast before the Ohio State game on Thursday. Take care, everybody, and have a great rest of your weekend. It is the 200 level.